Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But the days of searching the shelves for hidden gems and overlooked call classics is never ending. Join us while we drown in a sea of streaming options and ask the question, what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank. I'm Scott. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video of Dave Mustaine, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't like any story that starts that way. No, they were ju- <laughs> they were just like <laughs> somebody was like, yeah, and that doesn't that Kurt, you know, how do you feel about Kurt Cobain? And he was like, well, he's a good shot, or he doesn't miss. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, that's fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, dude, I forget if he was like, well, he doesn't miss, or he's a good shot. But and it was old, so this had to have been like fresh. And I was like, Dave Mustaine gives zero fucks. We would be friends. We'd be good friends. <laughs> this got dark already. It did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, this is gonna be a good one. Yeah, I'm. We're both in rare form today. Been through a lot, man. It's been a rough fucking day. Yeah, I'm just hanging in there. I'm happy I made it over here. I didn't watch as much TV as normal this week. I watched the movie we're supposed to watch, but I just, I fell into comfort zones. Started watching X-Files again. Oh, that's awesome. Which we could probably spend an entire episode just talking, you and me talking about the X-Files. Love me some X-Files. How many times both of us have watched it all the way through. We fell off around season four, started watching something else. And then when we started again, I was like, right, this is right where it gets good. (laughs) Weirdly enough, uh kind of goes with this week's theme. I think where I'm at in the X-Files in season four is like 96, 97. And is it in between four and five when you watch the movie or is it in between five and six? It's in between five and six. It might be four and five. It's four, five, and five and six is when you watch the first movie. Season four is where you get, you finally get a cigarette smoking man backstory. Oh, that's when they start diving into what he Yeah, the cancer man backstory. And when he, like John, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald gives him that pack of cigarettes. The Morleys. Yeah, the Morleys. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, his story was deep. You didn't know that was coming. I feel like, uh, I think Vince Gilligan is a, a writer at this point. And like I was saying before about how like Vince Gilligan's really good at that sympathy for the devil thing. Mm-hmm. You really do kind of feel bad for this, the cigarette smoking man when you get to that point. I think by the time you get to current X-Files, you no longer have any sympathy for the devil anymore. And the fact that he's still kicking is probably just so real. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> like million, billionaire rich guys. Yeah, the asshole's still going somehow. The one who's done everything horrible in the world. Yeah, but I like that he kills JFK and he kills Martin Luther King, King but he bo- won't kill the alien. Like he's like, I'm not doing this one. Yeah, that's right. I almost forgot about that all the way. And I appreciate the and that he's like a struggling science fiction writer. <laughs> That was the, the most humanizing shit to me because I was like, oh, my God, that's me sending off fucking manuscripts and hanging fucking rejection letters on the wall. <laughs> Inspiration. Uh, yeah, I just pointed it. That, that was my first rejection letter. Oh, yeah. I never knew. Yeah, that's, that's what that is. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's a form. They didn't read it. <laughs> so today we did uh, Armageddon. We'll start talking about it. What else what would you watch this week? I watched a couple of things that I have. I started the new Star Trek movies over again, the Chris Pine. I like them. They're good. And I, yeah. it's been a while. And That's I, the thing. And I'm into Star Trek. I, I'll watch any Star Trek that comes on TV. Yeah, but. see, I grew up with Next Generation on TV. Yeah, you know? same. And um, my dad made me watch the Kirk movies when mm-hmm. I was a kid. I had to find the old show 
and reruns and well, yeah, when at I was, the video store, I think I watched all of the original series, and I was like, "God damn, it's short as fuck." <laughs> not not very long, but the original series, yeah, the original, so series. many episodes per season, a though. lot, yeah. Aren't those like what are they like? They're it's huge. It's such a big number for episodes per season, and that and yeah. those I used to watch them. I used to stay up so late, and it was before I had a TV in a room at my mom's house. They had a little handheld portable TV. And this thing was black and white with one of those long metal wire oh, yeah. antennas that yeah. you pull out. Yeah. I think it took like eight AA batteries or something insane. But if I could tune in those local stations just right, I would catch that OG Star Trek in black and white on this little handheld. Well, I think what J.J. Abrams got right with the new Star Trek was Kirk back in the day. He was this like corn fed farm boy, football quarterback, mm-hmm. barrel chested guy. And to sell that character to us, I thought it was so perfect. He just takes his dad away <laughs> he just kills his fucking dad you make this angry kirk that our generation can relate to and dad was a hemsworth oh yeah the i forgot Hem- all about that until i started and i was I like think. damn oh man and zoe saldana's in it i like that she likes to do sci-fi yeah check off r.i.p oh yeah anton yuckton man yeah i was fucking like great. damn he yeah he he was so good in everything that he was in. He was going to do things. So good. And I need to watch Green Room again. The guy who directed Green Room directed or, uh, the Toxic Avenger movie. That's yeah. Out. So, yeah, I watched like, you know, new Star Trek documentary on Netflix. Or that, that they're making right now. Yeah. And then an article caught my eye that was like uh, Toxic Avenger reboot gets R rating. And I was like, wait, Toxic Avenger Fucking reboot. Awesome. I haven't heard shit about this. I always kind of hoped that if that happened, James Gunn would do it because he's a trauma guy. Because James Gunn's first movie was Tromeo and Juliet, which I don't know if you ever saw that. No. But they are brother and sister in that shit. Wow. No, no, missed that one. But I did watch those original Toxic Avengers. You know, I saw the cast for this new one. <laughs> when I was a video store clerk, I went through every trauma movie we had, every single one. And we had a lot. He wouldn't let me make a trauma section, though. Mm. I don't know why. The Cronenberg trailer was the only other thing that I, oh, yeah. I really caught me this time. What's funny? You were texting about it. You're like, yeah, the new Cronenberg. And you start talking and you talk about it. And you never once said the name of the movie. So I'm literally, I'm, I'm online. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, Crimes of the Future. Yeah. Uh, I, had to, I had to figure, but it was easy to figure out. Did you watch the trailer for you know what? <laughs> the same way when we're, I think I just got off topic because as soon as I did, I was like, ooh, Cosmopolis is on there. That's something that's on our list with Robert Pattinson that he directed. And then I think I, I saw somebody in that movie that was in what we just watched. We went down a fucking rabbit I hole. I went down yeah. my own rabbit hole trying to find out what movie you were talking about. It's got uh, Vigo Mortison. It's got uh, Vigo. Kirsten, Kristen Stewart, Kirsten Dunst fucks me up. Kirsten, Why you gotta be a Kirsten? Dunst. Kirsten, uh, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten, 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 Kirsten Dunst. I don't know. Kirsten. Slow Dunst? motion running, Jumanji. <laughs> Fucking Amber Atkins. I hate melancholia. Love drop dead gorgeous. I love drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> I, I like Kirsten. Kirsten Dunst. I just say now Kirsten I'm confused. Dunst. I just say Kirsten Dunst. What, I was what, fucking with you. I didn't what, even mean to. Really. What, I'm not sh- self conscious about it. Kirsten. I, I like her a lot. I think she makes good choices. Oh, she's great. Melancholy was. I a fucking li- hate Lars von Trier. <laughs> we've we've covered this though. <laughs> yeah, we won't go back and lo- listen to the Killing of a Sacred Deer episode if you want to hear me just go on a rant about how much Lars von Trier is a fucking dick. I am so sick of him making slow motion running movies. Did Darren Aronofsky did Mother? Mother. I I have a soft spot for mother i don't want to watch it again but <laughs> i need I to t- watch it again to make sure i understood everything i get it but like i said before black metal cat in the hat <laughs> <laughs>
That's awesome. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> but today we're doing Armageddon, which uh, I think all those things sort of contribute to it. I have never seen Armageddon. This was my first time watching Armageddon. My wife watched Armageddon with me. She had nostalgic feelings about Armageddon. I uh, avoided it at all costs. This came out when, 96, right? 98. 98. Okay, so 98, that was right before high school. Yeah. Uh, I think at that point I was sci-fi snob. Mm. Alien was still the best movie I'd ever seen. The Alien and Blade Runner and... I was starting to be formed as a human. Yeah, I was getting, I was understanding more. I was getting there. I was old enough to understand that Aerosmith had gone to shit. The song, the Aerosmith song for this movie was written by a woman who writes score music. That's why it sounds like a pop country song. <laughs> you know, in recent years, hasn't Steven Tyler fucked with country? I wouldn't be surprised. So you have nostalgia when you watch armageddon you saw armageddon around the time it came out i'd watch new releases with the family with different friends houses you know i watched the rock with shep for the first time another michael bay film i somehow avoided this to the point where uh while we were watching it like i didn't even see some of the things coming like I, well i was like this is what's gonna happen and kelly was like you honestly don't know that's what's gonna happen <laughs> and i was like well i do because writer but not not from a because the I looked it up, the six fucking people wrote this movie. Two of them came up with a story. Two of them adapted that story into a screenplay. Two more people polished it while it was being made. As you mentioned, it's a, it's a 90s action movie that had the budget. It had the backing. You know, like, it, yeah, these six people wrote it. They, had it. they brought in the posse. It's a horrible movie studio creation. Like, this is what we're going to do. This is the idea. Who are we going to get to bank it? Who are we going to get to direct it? Who's going to fix the script? Who are we going to get to be in it? You know, that's, that's what this was all about. So I avoided it. I knew that. I also knew that this was the only one Michael Bay has ever been like, I apologize for that one. <laughs> and once I knew that, I was like, good, I'll just never, I'll just never bother. Well, you know, I didn't look up the numbers, but that movie did great. That movie made That's because people fucking have money. horrible taste. Yeah, it raked in, in the dollars in that song. That thing was on VH1 MTV over and over. It was on the radio over. I couldn't handle it at the time. I was like, I just, I'm not fucking interested. And this is a time of Ben Affleck that I fucking hated Ben Affleck. I thought Ben Affleck was a good Batman. I've been contested no, with was, that a lot of no, times. I, I thought, thought he was, was a fine Batman. He did a, good enough. A, an excellent Bruce Wayne. Who cares who's wearing the fucking mask? I care about who plays Bruce Wayne. As far as I'm concerned, Kevin Conroy is Batman, and he's just been the cartoon voice my whole life. I think Val Kilmer was the worst Batman. Really? That's yeah. I think worse Clooney than did, Clooney. I think I I I don't know. Bat nipples. Yeah, the bat nipples. That was huge. <laughs> um, no, I and you know I even like Batman Forever better than Batman and Robin. I just feel like he didn't pull it off as well. I think Will Arnett in Lego Batman was better than Val Kilmer in Batman Forever. I think Will Arnett. It was an excellent Batman. Pewter. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and I mean, fucking, I, I love Val Kilmer. Just, and I'm sorry to get us off topic on that, but he was my least favorite of the modern day Batmans. Around the same time as Armageddon. Yeah, that, they were all right there. There was that scream for shitty action movie. Closest Batman to Armageddon was Batman and Robin. And I'm not going to lie, I like Michael Bay, man. I, I like really bad Michael Bay movies a lot. There's a place for it. There's a reason. This is this is our first Criterion Collection movie. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean... I get why he 
has Criterion movies is because he makes movies that center demographic wants big trucks fast cars people that are you know rowdy because this movie is every kind of action movie trope jammed into a really weak sci-fi premise and yeah and it was overwhelming uh, i'll give it that i had fun watching this movie yeah it, it's a fun movie it's an it's one of those 90s action blockbusters it's just like but i didn't have any of this nostalgia to pull from with that's, this and that's that so was, crazy that was i feel like that was that's critical in watching this movie now. you know one of our like i said one of our friends from a long time ago had the ben poster of him in the oil fields from <laughs> armageddon like when he goes and gets him he's like kneeled over you know one of those poses where he's like kneeling looking at the camera and he's like all not so dirty roughneck in the oil fields <laughs> but that was on her wall <laughs> and i was just like oh man and it didn't look like anything because you know armageddon you think spaceships bruce willis live but yeah. no it's ben in the oil fields looking sexy this was a time where like ben affleck was trying on hats that asshole from the fashionable male yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he's great in mall rats fantastic it was when he was trying to be like charming and funny because Ben Affleck to me belongs in that Gone Girl role where he's the guy who like smiles inappropriately when his wife is missing. That's perfect for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, you know, he's still seeing the side chick from school. I feel like that is Ben Affleck. It's definitely because I mean, after that was like Pearl Harbor. You Michael know. Bay again. Yep. Again. Yeah. And it, that one you've got. Uh, Josh Hartnett was in it. I've never seen Pearl. Never saw Pearl, Pearl Harbor either. Yeah, <laughs> as much as you know, as well rounded as my film. You didn't catch all, is. all the Michael Bay's. No, it's. Uh, I <laughs> did you ever see all the new Transformers? Not all of them. Not all of them. No, not all of them. Did you watch the three Shias? I watched two, maybe. Okay, and I, either I might one have of watched the, the third one too. Either one of the Wahlbergs. Uh, no, no, not even with T.J. Miller in there. Oh yeah, and I love T.J. Miller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he's fun. hilarious. Yeah. What was the last thing we saw him in? Was the was it that Kristen Stewart, the Underwater? Oh, Underwater was great. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I love that movie. That one was I good. A Lovecraft movie in disguise. <laughs> I really like that. But this, I don't know how I avoided it for so long to the point where I, I really it's like. It's one of those movies. Yeah, it I feels mean, like a McDonald's movie. We're the same age. And it was one of those things. You just saw it. Like, you know, I, I watched The Rock at Shep's house. I, um, I like The Rock. I, re I, I love Bad Boys. Bad Boys is the shit. I, I like Michael Bay. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity of Michael Michael Bay is is really cool to me. In every Michael Bay movie, you can watch him cutting corners, you know, where he's like, I, who cares? This was just top tier Michael Bay ignoring shit. He filmed this entire movie in 16 weeks. No way. Which explains some shit because a lot of stuff is jammed into this movie. And does that explain the timeline in the movie? Because that was one of my big asterisks. Yeah, here, <laughs> we'll get through the summary. But yeah, that was one of the things when I started the movie. It seemed like they were cutting every shot down to its bare minimum. The action hadn't started yet, but it was being cut together like an action sequence. And I was... Like, oh, fuck, I have to deal well, with Well, and he has this signature style to the way that he shoots. And I was looking for, like, a, a common terminology that's used. And the best thing that I could find was the hero shot. And it's yeah. when he does those 360 <laughs> or, like, 180 pans. And I actually watched something in a documentary once about how other directors have tried to do it. And you can do it, but nobody really does it how he does. What was really weird was I didn't point out a bad special effect mm -hmm. i never was like that looks terrible yeah, yeah for 98 it was all good i mean there were some of the cockpit scenes ah. dated for sure oh rough. in the spaceship this inside the spaceship That's what looked I'm bad like it looked yeah. really ah, I, I don't even want to compare it to a star trek set 
because I think those are better. It's been a long time since I've seen Armageddon. Like, I can't tell you how long it's been, but I feel like I did watch enough back then where things came back a little faster. So I was able to focus on the fine details inside the spaceship when shit starts rocking around. I, that's, I mean, yeah, I almost wanted to watch this again just because I was like, God, that was fine. This is like getting slapped in the face with Michael Bay. But it was a wicked looking asteroid, huh? Didn't you like that tail? Did you like the tail? Yeah, it, lo- it looked cool. You didn't like it, did nah, you? Uh, You're faking yeah, it. Just I, tell me the truth. I'm weird about sci-fi shit, man. <laughs> was it not an accurate meteor tail? No, it wasn't even that. It was just... I, <laughs> no, I don't think I noticed that much. Oh, so if the, the tail on this meteor, it's like this really cool cosmic green swaying... Well, this movie overwhelmed me with... Uh, what the fuck? That guy's in it? What the fuck? What the fuck? I, I looked at the list and I was, there's so many people and I was like 10. There's 10 names. People you will know. They've been in oh, yeah. other movies. So many. And it wasn't even like beginning or anything of their career or anything like no, that. No, it was it was just a star-studded cast. Yeah, I mean, this is like your prime 98 cast. Owen Wilson was kind of up and coming. Like he was there, but... Yeah, yeah sort of. He was a, he was a minor he character. Was, he was probably fresh off Anaconda. If it was 98, I feel like Anaconda was 97. I tried to write a summary of the movie too. <laughs> and as I was doing it, I was like, I'm going to fill several pages if I just keep going like this. <laughs> so I, I like started going through things that would come up organically. I, let's try to get through a summary, sort of. Oh, yeah. Okay, so No, I'm not going to lie. You had the names in the middle of the summary, so I thought that's what you wanted to do. I was, try, well, I was, tr- I was trying to jam some things in there that I didn't have to. Uh, and straight up, not going to refer to anyone by uh, their character's name because there's too many people in this. So basically. I was trying to like, just assume what you were doing. And I tried to pull that off so smooth. And you're like, no, no. Well, there's so, there so- summary first, dickhead. <laughs> I thought I was. I thought I did it right. <laughs> well, this, a, this was so scattered. I was like, I just need to put it in in some sort of sense for myself. Even yeah. like I was like, even if we don't do this, because uh, everybody's seen this fucking movie, but me. So it, you I know, mean, fucking everybody you has seen the fucking Armageddon. Maybe video. you're real young and you never wanted to. You know, you were like, well, that looks terrible. When you, you'd be right, but <laughs> but I thought it was worth. Uh, Stating in summary form by somebody who grew up during this time and then avoided watching it. I'm never going to watch Titanic, by the way. I'm not not fucking doing it. Jack. I'm going to hold on to the spite. <laughs> I, I, was, I was into doing this because people have been like, it's a good, bad movie. And I like a good, bad movie. I, I like one a lot. Uh, Toxic Avenger. I'm really excited about that because <laughs> those were really bad and I really liked them when I was a kid. I watched Troll 2 several times. Oh, uh, you got me curious about Okay. <laughs> we're going to do the summary. So we don't have to go back and explain where we are when we're talking about anything. If you haven't seen Armageddon, if not forward 15 fucking like. <laughs> yeah. So he starts out as an old man. <laughs> I'm just playing. The, the wrinkles and everything. The fountain? No, he's With on a... Hugh Jackman? <laughs> I was going for Benjamin Button. <laughs> fucking Brad Pitt. <laughs> Did you ever see Tree of Life? No, I'm just playing. So, so a shuttle mission, which is being overseen by Billy Bob Thornton, is destroyed, which alerts NASA that a Texas-sized asteroid is headed for the Earth. They decided to send a team of extremely fucking unqualified oil drillers. Roughnecks. To the asteroid. 
And uh, to blow it up with a nuke so it splits in half, the drillers are played by Ben Affleck, Will Patton, Steve Buscemi, which was really weird, uh, uh, Owen Wilson. Kind of funny looking. Well, he's like a playboy in this. Yeah, he He's is. like the playboy. Well, he's kind of funny looking. Yeah. I, I, like the, I like Steve Buscemi's look, though. He's good, man. Especially when he puts that lipstick on and Billy Madison. <laughs> Just lays back. <laughs> All is well. Scratches him off the <laughs> list. <laughs> Glad I called that guy. So Owen Wilson, Michael Clark Duncan, uh, and Ked Hudson Campbell, who I looked up. This guy's a, kind of a main character in this movie. Never seen him before. As I was looking, he's been in lots of stuff. He's always the doorman, the, uh, the guy behind the counter. And he did that his whole career. Voices here and there, cartoons and stuff like Who that. Who was he? Thinning, real thinning hair, fat guy. And he was one of the astronauts. Yeah, he was one. Of, he's the. He was one of the uh, the, the oil the, drillers. What? He was on his team. Yeah. Is that the guy who I was like? That's the. That's the guy who dies for sure because you don't really know him. He's the most background driller guy. Yeah, like he was all of a sudden just on the shuttle, and you're like, "Why well, I haven't seen him? Not even like at the bar scene." I saw maybe? him during training and stuff like that. Was he? Yeah, yeah. I because I, I was like, "Who is that guy?" And I looked him up, and he's one of those. Dude, he's in a lot of stuff. He's just one of those guys in that thing you saw. <laughs> Wait, and what was his name? Ken Hudson Campbell. Ken Hudson Campbell. Oh! What movie was he in? Down Periscope. Oh, I did see that. He was in Down Periscope. With was... an actual name, and he wasn't just, you know, yeah. server or something like that. <laughs> but then he's after that, he was some guy... In the background of a bunch of movies. Yeah, always. This was the only thing I think he was almost a starring role. Outside of Down Periscope. I can't remember Down Periscope. Kelsey Grammer? I remembered Kelsey okay. Grammer and uh, Submarine and mm. golfing off the submarine. That's about and it. And then he's got a tattoo on his dick. Oh, yeah. That's like a whole joke to the whole thing. <laughs> was fucking Rip Torn in that movie? <laughs> yes. Probably, yeah. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> Watched fucking Down Periscope too much. Yeah, We're going to change the uh, name of this podcast to Almost Summarized. <laughs> we, we finished the summary we didn't join us next week so ben affleck is dating bruce willis's daughter who's played by Liv tyler i have a lot to say about that uh not that uh not the pairing or anything like that just the romance in this movie really bothered me uh don't want to close my eyes i don't want to fall asleep Mm-mm. because i miss you baby, baby and i don't want to miss a thing what it's basically most of this movie is a series of montages so many in which they introduce you to the guys you've already met Mm -hmm. uh they train them they shoot them into space a bunch of incompetence and failure follow self-inflicted by the way they're told not to touch things and they just fuck up they're sent up there with actual astronauts uh, led by uh, William Fitchner, who yep, is lo- one of those guys I always have to look his name up, no matter how many times I learn it. He's great. He was in Invasion, the TV show oh, on he? ABC that was really, I thought was really good. Oh, they stop and get gas, which is, I mean, clearly you got to stop yeah. and get gas at the Russian gas station run by only Russian in the 90s. <laughs> Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare. Only Russian guy in the 90s who's a Swedish person. <laughs> you blew my fucking mind know, when you told I me that he was held on to Swedish, it we man. Because his reaction on the phone when I told him blew his because fucking mind. Because it's just, he's he, always the Russian. Well, he plays the German or he plays a fucking Russian. Yeah, he was he, a German nihilist. He was, um, in one of the Bad Boys movies, he was like a Russian gangster. German engineering. <laughs> he used to do those fucking Volkswagen commercials. 
You remember that? No. He's, he's like dancing next to the car. No, man. I just. Um, oh, those were good ones. I knew he did log jamming. And he's the devil in Constantine, which is underrated. Not a great it's adaptation of re- Constantine. Him as the devil was so fucking good in that. I'll have to read. So Constantine's one of the. I don't watch movies fucked up like drunker. I don't drink that. But somehow back in the day, I was somewhere fucked up trying to watch that movie. So it didn't stick at all. Yeah. And since then, I refused to watch it because I'm like, I need to sit down and watch it. You got to respect a filmmaker that goes in and cuts most of Shia LaBeouf out of a movie. Holes is great. Yeah, I, I have no frame of reference to Disney Channel Shia LaBeouf. I was too old by then. But Me neither. I was pissed. I thought he was some guy who was getting roles that he shouldn't. It, it was like a really weird thought process that I had for a while. So. No. Really? Even just seeing him in like iRobot, I was like, man. He was an iRobot? Yeah, real small part. Uh, and he's like the kid who talks to Will Smith. Too. Will Smith fucks up my favorite books. And then, yeah, and I mean, just something else. And I was like, ah, fuck you. And then I didn't, I have to rewatch the latest Indiana Jones too. I don't know if I need to, but. I remember seeing Harrison Ford get mad at him in an interview. For, really? For being shitty about the movie. Oh, no way. Yeah, and him being like, you know, you're supposed to fucking promote the movie you're in, kid. No, yeah, like he was. If uh, Grouchy Harrison Ford is yeah! fucking like down on you for that, something like that, you fucking should. I wouldn't feel right for weeks if Harrison Ford told me some shit. But then again, I probably wouldn't be that disrespectful in front of Harrison fucking Ford. Oh fuck no, man, he's terrifying. Yeah, he's. I mean, look, he's got that scar on his he chin. Will put you in an airplane and crash it. <laughs> <laughs> I love being mean to Harrison Ford. I love Harrison Ford. One of the most beloved actors of my lifetime. Some of my favorite movies ever. I love Indiana Jones. I mm-hmm. fucking love it. Uh, I think that he should let it go. I've, I've said this before. I don't want to see a hunched over Indiana Jones. Just let Chris Pratt play Indiana Jones. Yeah. Pass it off like fucking James Bond. It's supposed to be American James Bond. Do it. But, uh, oh, yeah, the summary. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they go up there with some actual astronauts. William Fitchner, who's great in everything. Can't remember his fucking name, but he's really good. He's a really fine actor. Makes me want to say sphincter. Sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they yeah they make it up there. Their uh, incompetence and failure ends up blowing up the Russian space station because they can't not touch anything apparently, and that's the joke they make. But only a couple of people died. And they were all red shirts because the astronauts they send up with them are Star Trek red shirts. They they're, are. They're you, meant to die. You know they're disposable. Yeah. There were also a, a bunch of really, really kind of offensive to me Star Wars references throughout the movie because they were like Star Wars references people who've never seen Star Wars could get. Fuck you. Why are you doing that? Stop doing that. Stop making Star Wars jokes. <laughs> was there more than one? There was. Uh, I should have written them down. I, the first one was. Owen Wilson says, "Oh, I'm Obi Wan," and he's like, "You're Chewbacca," and he's like, "I'm Chewy." He's like, "Have you even seen, seen it? it?" Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, and so, uh, and it was one of those moments where I was like, "Fucking hate that era, of Ben Affleck, <laughs> like that age, Ben Affleck, where he's like, I want to do a comedy now," and they're like, "No, you, you," <laughs> because Ben Affleck is like, uh, the his strength as an actor is that as a person, he doesn't have a whole lot of personality. I think that's what it is, and so he's trying on hats. And this was that, that point. this was that time that well, rain, and he had the look reindeer games time. You know, <sighs> I didn't I things did. that make you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched reindeer games once. That's good. Yeah, same. My I did once. I'll be good. No, but I I think that part of the reason I didn't watch this movie was I was avoiding Ben Affleck at this point in my life. My, my life, anything Ben Affleck was in, it was probably not very good. And that was like before paycheck. Was that that one? Oh, that's another. That's a good yep. short story. Philip K. Dick short story fucking ruined. 
Oh no shit! Paycheck was Philip K. Dick. Yeah, Philip K. Dick oh short story. yeah, that movie was fucking trash. Yeah, it's in the same uh, short story collection as uh, Total Recall. Damn. Yeah, and Minority Report as well. Last time I was reading through those, I got interrupted. I put it down and didn't pick it back. They're up. really short, and then they make really long movies out of them. Like Minority Report is like a few pages long, and yeah, I the had movie a... like should have ended ten times. I liked mm-hmm. Minority Report, but like the. I you could just chop the end of the movie off, and I think it would be a better movie. I I think that way about a lot of things. I also think that uh, if uh, at the end of Forrest Gump he beat Jenny to death with like a a ping pong paddle, it would be a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> People get really mad at me about that. Then he Jenny Jenny, you saddled me with a child, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna see death. Who's People. gonna take care of me? <laughs> Oh, he's real smart. Uh, fucking this fucking summary is so long. <laughs> <laughs> so they slingshot around the moon, which uh, I don't think has been attempted at this point in history. The the International Space Station isn't even in the air yet, which is why they have to go to the Russian space station. Who refills the gas at the Russian space station? They send up supply ships. Okay. I don't know. I'm it makes gonna, sense, right? I, I, I realize this, this is going to be a lot of me asking you questions and just having to accept that there's no answer. Oh, but I can give you an answer. <laughs> I, I plan to ask the questions. Yeah. They sent supply ships. <laughs> they're you, they're unmanned, you know, because they just have to release the payload and they can bring it in. By the time they land on the asteroid, people of Earth have decided that they're probably failed because one of them lands 26 miles off course. The other one doesn't land. Oh, right. They yeah. got hit by some, you know, like stray asteroid shards. Yeah, kills one the of them bulk hits the of engine. the red shirts. Just leaves a couple Yeah, red it takes out a whole around. ship. What was it? The Independence went down. The Freedom made it. The two ships were the Freedom and the Independence. Independence. Yeah. Independence well, wrecks yeah. while trying to land on the on the asteroid. Freedom lands 26 okay. miles off well, that, target. That clears up my first question, which was, I remember them being like, whichever team gets there first. <laughs> well, yeah. In hindsight, when they were lifting off, like right before liftoff, uh, Bruce Willis is like, I hope you wrote your, I hope your wills are up to date or hope you wrote your wills or something like that. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's fucked up because it's more than like a precursor. You know oh, what I mean? Shadowing. Yeah. About 20 yeah. minutes into the movie, I was like, so Bruce Willis sacrifices himself. <laughs> and Kelly was like, really? You don't know that that happened? <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I have no frame of reference to this movie. I know that they go to an asteroid. I know that the whole thing, for some reason, brings up memories of McDonald's commercials. Was there McDonald's merchandise for this movie? Uh, the, you know, I don't. I think it might have just been some like '90s product placement. You know, because yeah, you notice like when you know their night before they leave, a bunch of the guys go to a bar and party, and then also Liv Tyler and Ben they go off in a BMW, and they show those BMW wheels so many times. So the people of Earth who think that it's not going to work out, the asteroid's going to hit, they all start being shitty like people do. We're all going to die. Time to start murdering and killing people like rioting in the streets and throwing things the movie i would like to see would be just <laughs> oh, all that and then everybody having to be like sorry <laughs> no that's not i there's that would the be build up movie. you know um oh sorry neighbor i didn't mean to murder your wife well there's tons of the cliches in this one they stop a clock uh, twice it's full of cliches they stop they stop a nuclear bomb from going off once with 2.46 seconds left yeah i think i had written that down red wire blue wires in there but what bothered me i made a note the control center you know mission control they rounded up to three and it really bothers me <laughs> from like a continuity point of view that it shows 2.46 but they're at NASA with the smartest people on Earth. They're like three seconds left. Oh, it feels like after they're trained, 
mm-hmm. that it takes them six hours to get to the moon. Which oh. I'm like, uh, no. No, that was that was my biggest issue with this movie because, like you're saying, I have the nostalgia factor, so I take into account, like, remember yourself at 13 and the hype and just the way you thought about the world and this was like Bruce Willis and a fucking asteroid's coming. But the timeline issues, Harry and his daughter, when first approached by the government, they go from the South China Sea to Houston. And then they're like, hey, I need my crew. Boom. All the, But then he's oh, like, yeah. oh, good luck finding them. Once they get off the rig, they scatter. And I'm like, okay, so they get yes. off a rig in the I, South I China Sea. was like, how the fuck did they all get so far apart so in the, quickly? In the U.S. Ben Affleck is working some job in the middle of fucking He nowhere, already New has Mexico his or... own oil field, buys his own plot of land with pumps on it. Yeah, this was a within a day shooting thing that was happening. Like, dude, it's been a, a day and a half and this motherfucker already bought. Also. Eddie Griffin was in the beginning of this Eddie movie. Eddie Griffin was the guy in New York with the dog. Never saw him again. No. Never saw him again. I don't know if it was cut or what. Well, who was the guy in the taxi cab was also a comedian from that time, too. I just forgot his name. Oh, God. Yeah. I remember. Jeez. Um, uh, and if you look at another point in the movie, there's another comedian. There were a couple comedians scattered with those smaller roles. You know, we talked about Drop Dead Gorgeous. Remember the creeper judge who's like, why would I be filming young girls? This was for (laughs) accidents. He was one of the guys in Mission Control. Uh, Also, uh, notable people that were also in this movie that I didn't mention in the long-winded summary that is really simplified. Yeah, there were 10 of them for me that were like big name people. uh, I always get mad at the copywriters for Amazon and Netflix. And this one, the the description of the movie is a comet is headed straight for Earth. If you need me to work for you and write your fucking movie descriptions. It was one sentence. Please uh, email me at thelastvideostoreclerks <laughs> at gmail.com. I will write your fucking video description Way better you. than a large asteroid is heading directly toward Earth. Yeah. That, that was all was that the description asked. said. But if you had to write a summary of the movie like I did, it's not going to fit in that fucking space. <laughs> I'm a copywriter, and I couldn't have fit this much shit into it. I bet I could do it in two but sentences. I, I could do a little better than that. You could do it in two sentences. Yeah, man. for I, sure. I, I, I've, I have faith in you. For sure. I, yeah. What I remember them pumping about this movie was the love story, though. The Steven Tyler in the background singing. I also remember even at, what was I, like 12, 13 years old at the time, that I was so weirded out. Steven Tyler was singing a song like this over his daughter making out with Ben Affleck. And uh, also Bruce Willis's reaction to them being in bed together was really strange. When he walks up on them and they're in like the shuttle yeah, straps. Yeah, and th- when they introduce the relationship at the beginning of the... Well, and just to double back a hair, yeah, but do you remember the other Aerosmith video she was in? Yes. Crying and Crazy? Up. Crying and Crazy. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Alicia Silverstone's in those too. Yeah, she's in them too, and that's cool, but like his daughter's in there and she's pretty... Uh... Scantily clad. For And especially for the 90s when that shit wasn't like, I mean, I feel like it would be more acceptable now than it was then, but it's still got a weird kind of factor. To be fair, the 90s was a little more off the chain than the 80s. The 80s is a very repressed time in, in movies and you got to like it. Everything you have yeah, to I like Yeah, I mean, I've everything. seen Robert Palmer music videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you, I think you fucking talked about Max Max Hedron a while back. Max Headroom? Yeah, Max yeah, Headroom. Yeah, 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 sorry. Max blah, 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 blah. anomaly. Yeah, it's, yeah, the 80s was something different. The 90s was something different. It was just weird. I mean, it's cool to be proud of your kids. That was really weird. It was just a real weird 
misrepresentation. I don't know. Yeah, it put it, a it put a sour taste in my mouth about Liv Tyler's career in general. Like generally, when she popped up in something, I was like, I feel weird about you. I mean, the first one was what Empire Records. Empire Records for sure. Yeah. By the time she was in Leftovers, she was fantastic in Leftovers. Yeah. Not not bringing her A game in this one. That fucking animal cracker scene though. <laughs> is, on the belly was the most upsetting thing I've on I've the watched belly in years. I was so upset. <laughs> Watching Ben Affleck try to be a human, and then he stuffs it in her diaper. Those are some weird panties, man. You saw it too. I saw it too. Okay, yeah. Because I'm what like, what the fuck was that? They were like puffy. Because I feel like even then, chicks were still into the French cut thing. You know, like it was higher up on the waist. Well, if anything, you know, and that's fine. Or they were thonging it already. These were like the she panties. She was like wearing like a long dress, and at first I was like, it's like Is a that summer a dress, slip or something. I like feel like that? it was a summer dress. Kelly said that you wouldn't wear a white slip under that dress. No, it's uh, like a summer dress where if anything, they're going commando under there. I wouldn't have pointed it out, but he tucks one of those cookies into the hem of her underwear for some reason, and he doesn't go down to get it either. Which also bothers me a little bit. You want to learn to be a person, Ben Affleck? Get that fucking cookie back. Well, and I mean, that's totally a middle school thing. I feel like early mid 20 somethings wouldn't be flirting like that in a field before he goes on a mission to save the world. They wanted you to know that that was a BMW. That was one of those things. Yeah, what was the lights in the tree in that scene were? Oh, written, and then they like reflected really down weird. on the car. Yeah. I'd never noticed that until last night. Yeah, sometimes I, when I watch things from this era too, with like a sound bar and a nice TV, mm-hmm. like weird sound anomalies happen. It's happening with the X Files. Anytime they're in a, a big room or like in an autopsy, do you hear background room, noise? I can hear like so much reverb no happening. Way. Oh, and I, I was like, Jesus Christ, you guys really fucked this up but i never would have noticed that on a regular tv tv speaker see my surround sound is where i play video games not where i watch movies archaic tv i should say damn the animal cracker thing was disappointing you know they had the the classic the bar room every time there was any sort of romance between them in this movie i shuddered it was horrible well like you're saying bruce willis goes to look for him he finds him in the scrapyard like uh, about to bang down it looked like and he kind of watches a little bit longer than is appropriate for a father uh, yeah i mean if anything you scream like hey yeah. get your fucking hands I off get what her he was trying to convey or you walk away immediately you don't s- I, yeah i get what he was trying to yeah, like you chase this kid with a shotgun though yeah at the very end of the movie a, yeah an oil tanker not an a oil rig to shoot they're a on an oil the rig yeah there's some high pressure lines yeah. there mark Wahlberg would be pissed at you right deep now. water horizon <laughs> i've seen it twice you've seen it twice yeah long story man i had hbo there for a minute yeah, these animal crackers really upset me people other than peter stormare who's always great the russian uh david keith david so david keith he had a fucking line in this movie that wouldn't fucking fly today i'm pretty sure tropic thunder it's oh yeah do you have that one Mm -hmm. can i say it i'm gonna say it just say it keith david he's a fucking what general he's a general air force general five-star general and uh they're talking about you know like hey these guys barely passed the physical and he's like the fate of the planet is in the hands of a bunch of retards i wouldn't trust with a potato gun (laughs) (laughs) and i was like what the fuck (laughs) i was like i had to rewind it and listen to it again and i was like like this was 98 (laughs) it's like fucking keith david is a general (laughs) I'm so glad you had that. The too. other general that comes to get Bruce Willis mm-hmm. had the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen on a man. The one who went on the rig to fetch him? Yeah, he's only in that one scene. Also, two shuttles cannot launch at the same time. Not that close together. No. I feel like that's, yeah, they came from the same catwalk at the top of the tower. That's just too close already. Just launching one. Did you watch any of those like SpaceX launches and stuff like that? If the wind is wrong or something like that, they don't launch at all. They've oh, had too yeah. many fucking space shuttles fall out of the sky. Apollo 1 
fucking blew the fuck up. Then uh, what was the one when, like end of high school that blew up and there were space parts all over the Texas? Well, wait, Challenger, Challenger was, was the 80s. the early one, yeah. So this was Columbia? Columbia, because that one blew up. and uh, Like 03, like yeah. just after high school. Yeah. I was in San Marcos when it happened. I was just like, wait, what? Like that happened? Yeah, it was like West Texas was just being littered with And people debris. were keeping it. People were keeping the debris. And they were like, stop doing that. It has radiation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys not fucking watch sci-fi movies? That's where the spore comes from that fucks us. I always believe that if you're a dick in a sci-fi movie, you're going to die. And it only followed that to a point which sort of upset me. Some of the people who were dicks ended up living living or even being heroes. Mm-hmm. Which is fucked up to me. It, Are you talking about uh, Steve Buscemi? No, I feel kind of bad for Steve Buscemi. You're I talking read about that Steve Buscemi took this role because it was different, and then they started turning it into a crazy Steve Buscemi role, like after he was in the movie already. Did Michael Bay do The Island? Uh, maybe. With Scarlett Johansson and... Uh... Was that Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor, yeah. Because that was Steve Buscemi too, and I feel like that may have been Michael Bay. It might have been this. That movie was better than this one, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it is not great. <laughs> the training montage went on longer than the setup of the movie. I uh, did the psychological testing though. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I don't know this room though, man. Will Patton oh. in the room. <laughs> All the entirety of NASA was like full of that like spiky floor thing, uh-huh. and then when we were watching it, uh, we were both like, "Did they do that to prep them because the astro was going to be spiky too?" You know, my whole thought was it was for effect. Well, they really shot this at NASA because Top Gun was a good recruiting thing for the Air Force. Mm-hmm. They that's how they convinced NASA to let them shoot that it would be good for recruiting. That it would be good, but now NASA shows it to management to mm-hmm. get them to find the mistakes they made no way like all of the fuck ups that these astronauts make yeah man I've seen, it, I've seen apollo 13 with tom hanks i know how it goes i'm a fucking pro oh yeah you know and that's back when ed harris was at mission control so fuck man yeah and then when they get up there i think it's important to point out that then plan b goes into effect which is just like the evil government trope they're like they're, we're gonna yeah we're, ju- we're just gonna blow the bomb up we're gonna fucking even though nuke it's it on the not surface. gonna help we're going for gotta it. try something and they're up there then I already forgot his AJ? goddamn name. Ben Affleck? No, the a- actual astronaut <laughs> that is with them. Not uh, Peter. Watts? Uh, Gunther? William Fitchner. Oh, the so, pilot. Yeah, so William Fitchner. And there's also no light delay. He goes all them. Michael Bean Abyss. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But he opens a compartment that is very large that is holding a loose loaded gun <laughs> and very an true. envelope with instructions in a spacecraft that's right that it's thing not like, lift it's off. not held down it's Very not good pressed point. into foam it's just in a fucking like it's like there's like put no it in a space holster mounted on like the it's side. all good very good point man god i that really fucked with me a lot the gun I was, was like, the perfectly gun, placed you couldn't just fucking tie it down or something make him detach it even the police have a strap that keeps their gun in their pants yeah there could have been a cool like space holder inside the like holster inside the safe or just put foam in there like a gun case or something this just a loose fucking nine millimeter also the rovers that they have armadillos. when they get there the armadillos excuse me they're armadillos that Scott. have fucking machine guns attached to them for some reason yeah why was there a minigun underneath the nose of the fucking armadillo because yeah because ben affleck shoots his way out of the garage the crash thing. ship the independence had crashed but there's a couple of them owen wilson he's gone Oh, um, yeah, the died. other the other random guy, not the guy you were talking about, but there was another random. Did you notice? That's I, who else? He was an astronaut. He was a red shirt. He was the other one that died. But yeah, so they're dead. It's Ben, the Russian, and Michael Clark Duncan. Those are the three survivors. And the, that minigun, 
Where did it come from? I almost rewound it to see if it was there when they were training on Earth. Well, they definitely let Steve Buscemi fire it a whole bunch later from another... Well, see, and that one's different. That one's like a turret-mounted... Why are they there? Were they expecting aliens on the fucking... So my best asteroid? explanation is, while it was NASA, the military is definitely tied in with NASA, so you have to have plan B, like Space the loose Force. gun in the safe. Space yeah, Force. because if there's one thing you know about America... There's going to be guns just in case. Just no real good way to store them. You know, I mean, you fuck. Even what is it? Alien versus Predator? You know, they're going to explore. And then those dudes drop the suitcases that turn into assault rifles. Everything on a spaceship is tied down. Come on. No, they, you know, I, I didn't even notice that, man. That loose pistol was perfectly placed on top of that folder oh in the God, safe. Oh, my God. It's, it's well, the, the fucking envelope is tied down in the, the little <laughs> gun serious? safe. Yeah, but the gun is just in there. <laughs> See, no, I was looking at the colors of the asteroid. You know, I was looking at like the cockpit set up in the spaceship. Yeah, but you had the story in there. I was, I I know. was just you were looking seeing, for holes yeah. and upset by things and, and being like, why is this happening? No, to me, the worst special effects were the blue screen from the cockpit view looking out towards the end of the movie. There's a scene where the spaceship's getting all fucked up and you see everything rocking around. When they he gets a gun and then they do red wire, blue wire to, to shut it off. William Fitchner's been a dick and should die according to sci-fi law but he it doesn't he's like let's stop this bomb and suddenly he's like a well because bruce again. willis gives him the pep talk like wait don't you want your family to have a chance yeah and they got an extra minute and what distracted him was oh billy bob got a nasa guy to disrupt the signal for the automatic countdown another thing i had a problem with was after this whole plan b thing goes back Suddenly, David Keith is a good guy again. Another yeah. weird inconsistency. Suddenly, because him and Billy Bob are working together again. Just all fine. of a sudden, because Plan they... B fell apart. Sorry, sorry, I looted my neighbor's house. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, some it's, version of that happens with everyone. It's that whole thing that doesn't really happen in real life with a soldier disregarding a direct order. So, really, other than Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis, no one actually contributes anything to this mission at all. Ben um, Affleck drives the thing. He drills the hole. Well, guys which from down even Michael Bay can't make drilling a fucking hole exciting. And they built that moment up, and then it's just sh shots of him shaking in a cockpit while mm -hmm. he like drills a hole and makes vinegar stroke. Faces. Okay, if you really want to get into that part, the drill is up and down. It's a vertical drill. Oh. Unless it's some space explanation that I don't know of, why the fuck was that drill at the angle that it was at the whole time? I still I, don't I, understand. What how angle it could is that? Is that eight hundred feet or like I was like, is he gonna? drive down the hole or what's going to happen well so that's the thing is when you're drilling you add sections 800 feet you figure those are 10 to 20 foot sections that they had do you know how many of those poles they would have needed not a few minutes not well a few and that's the whole job. thing i i've never missed a depth i've set for myself or God, whatever really ridiculous i feel like bruce willis should have gotten mad but the only thing i read in like trivia stuff was that ben affleck was like why wouldn't you just teach the astronauts to how to drill which good for you ben affleck ben's epic moment they're like trying to say like they found a gas pocket but his persistence to keep drilling was somehow going to cancel out the negative effect that blew the first guy off the rock to begin with just as believable as anything else but in reality because in real life when they drill on land and then there are gas pockets but I, I think once you hit it like you're kind of fucked like there's these pressure release valves and things you can hit when they hit like methane yeah, yeah. i don't think you can push through it i don't know how accurate that is mm, probably not two people max write a screenplay and you that's have six one of those fucking things. people's fingers in something it's gonna turn into spider-man 3 well you know and like i defended congo to a degree because i'm like well put yourself back in that time 
We our expectations were different. Things were different, and especially with movies. Because I saw this trailer and was like, "Nope." When I was like 12, 13 years old, that yeah. even back then some standards hold. The money that this movie made must have been through the fucking roof. Back then, you weren't trying to pick at it. It no, was I, like I don't lo- I don't want to like hate on a fucking Michael Bay movie to the full extent that you can't because I love Point Break. I fucking love Point Break. <laughs> I love that shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, another thing I would like to uh, point out. So Will Patton goes and like visits his wife and is like, my boy's going to be proud of me. And like that doesn't tell her that he's like going to go up into space and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He's a, but give him this. You don't have to tell him who it came from. Yeah, who is April O'Neil from Ninja Turtles. That is April O'Neil from the first one. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't she in a bunch of 90s shit, though? Oh, like, yeah. She was tons. like the mom, right? She's popped up in a lot of things. Is recently, she the fucking so. mom in Halloween Town? I don't even know. What that Sorry. Is. Okay. Olympia's younger than me, so she there's this whole Halloween Town thing. My, I have no frame of reference to that. What? Uh, oh, it's like a kids show. It's like a kids movie. Okay. I think it might have been it's like Disney. A, her Ernest scared stupid. Yeah. There there ended up being more than one. Okay. And so Halloween Town was like this whole thing. Yeah. Fucking way to go, April O'Neil. Find your first April. Yeah. Find your niche. Yeah, You're not, the fucking mom. Not Paige Trucco. April. I'm just gonna call her April O'Neil. Paige call Trucco. Everybody else by their proper it, name. That's that's the second one. One hundred. Paige Trucco was the replacement april yeah who was the mom in the 100 yeah clark's mom oh uh steve buscemi's space dementia oh is there such a thing as like early onset space dementia and then space dementia that i looked it up the first instance of space dementia Uh ever on record red and stimpy (laughs) (laughs) shut up (laughs) you're not it's the first time it comes up it also comes up in firefly oh which is weird Uh uh-huh but the train job episode so that's weird wasn't that like the first one? Uh, it was the first one that aired, okay. but it is not the first episode. Oh. I think it's like the second or third episode. Fuck. Well, Fox was trying to kill Firefly, so they aired the episodes out of order to confuse everyone watching Motherfuckers. It, and looked at it and was like, look, no one likes it. No shit? Yeah, no shit. You fucking corporate fucks. Yeah, good movie. Wash didn't need to die, but great movie. I like when the fans come back, because I love Firefly. Well, I saw Serenity before I got to see Firefly. Oh, really? Yep threw me off like a motherfucker i watched it i was talking to my dude at the video store oh sam really? man my guy yeah he's the one who told me about earth above and beyond wait is that the name of it earth i watched firefly when it aired on tv because it looked like the best thing oh. i was really excited about it. i actually i think i left your house once in ninth grade to go home and watch firefly it was like oh really right when we first met yeah. yeah and you were like i gotta catch aired, firefly. i was like i want to watch that show i really <laughs> like it i want to find out what i had no idea the in the box and stuff like dude that. i had no idea and then it got canceled like Three, four episodes in. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. No, it was just a couple years later. I was like, Serenity was on HBO or Cinemax, and I watched it. And then I was talking to Sam, Space Above and Beyond. That's oh, yeah. It. Yeah. I always want to say Earth Above and Beyond, but no, he's the one. Sam is the one who got me into Battlestar like before you were pushing it. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, but he's also the one who tried to push Babylon 5 on me, and I was like, yeah, that's... I think I held off telling you about that because I wasn't sure you were ready for like, how I know, nerdy like, I actually I think you talked was. about it, but you didn't. Because that, that, it should be mentioned that that was at a time where like I was still sort of hiding the deep nerdiness from people. Because it wasn't as accepted. We live in a great world where you can like read comic books. Yeah, it's it's better now. It's better now. But like the Magic the Gathering kid that I was in middle school was something I straight up hid from people in high school. No, because yeah, the the Magic kid got a bad rap no matter 
Yeah, but even in high school, alone, sometimes I'd be like, oh, no, I got something to do. And I would walk to Austin Books and buy comic books. I had a file there at the time in high school, but I never told anyone about it. I didn't know about it. It was a weird, weird time to be a nerd, you know, that kind of nerd. Hard to explain to people. And then uh, our our friend Nick, at some point, he uh, was playing, he was painting Warhammer figures when I went over to his house. And I was like... (laughs) Oh fuck! You're a nerd. <laughs> and he was like, "Ah!" Oh, it got real defensive about it, and I was like, "No, oh, man, I like that's cool." I mean, you never knew I had that Blink One Eighty Two CD. <laughs> I hid that shit. That was my dirty little secret. It was the Blink One Eighty Two CD. I don't have much more about this movie. Fucking arm, you know? Yeah, they fucking make it up there. Okay, they plant the fucking nuke. The fucking detonator gets fucked up. Yeah, it is what it is. Man. Yeah, Bruce yeah. Willis has to, you know. Oh, AJ Ben pulls the short straw. Bruce is like, nope, I'm breaking the promise, but you're gonna go home and take care of my daughter. And we knew that was gonna happen. And he's like, you were happens. like, a, you were always like a son to me, oh, AJ. Take, yeah. And he's like, oh god. And then they exchange he, the "I yeah, love you." Ugly cries in the least. Yeah, Ben is way. ugly crying. Bruce is like doing a solid job. You know, that was like as good a delivery as you could give for that. Bruce Willis is, is even when he's not doing a good job. A lot of the acting in this that I thought was bad, I thought it was a bad editing job, not necessarily bad acting. Uh, except for Ben Affleck, it was terrible. And fucking, I know that we... And Liv Tyler was also not good. I feel like another one of our reoccurring themes is fucking Will Patton. And he's it's, been coming up a lot because he's in outer range and he's fucking amazing. And, but I mean, if he, that guy has gotten around and he's done some good shit. Yeah, he narrates tons of Stephen King audiobooks. And oh, does he? fucking winner. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, he, he has oh, that voice. The Mothman Prophecies with Richard Gere. Oh, random yeah. movie but yeah. he was like the fucking guy that it touched. And, as I recall, he had a decent fucking West Virginia accent, which is a hard thing. <laughs> There's back and forth, like, I'll hear, like, a good West Virginia accent, and mm-hmm. then sometimes I'm like, you know, they should sound a little bit flamboyant. <laughs> well, it's funny, because, like, when somebody <laughs> says, like, you know, anything about West Virginia, Olympia's like, West Virginia? You know, West Virginia. I can't even, she does it really good. Was but- your daddy a coal miner? <laughs> <laughs> Clarice. <laughs> Bruce goes with the asteroid. Yeah, there's not a lot about the plot that oh. we need to talk about. One anyway. of my favorite the spaceship is trying to launch off the asteroid and Bruce Willis is gonna have to manually detonate. In in classic like fucking movie, the engines won't fire, right? And when they're taking off, my favorite line in this movie was I, I went back, turned the subtitles on to make sure that I heard what I thought I heard. He says it's pucker time. Who said that? One of the guys in the control booth with Billy Bob Thornton. It's not <laughs> Billy Bob time. Thornton, but when he's like, all right, people, it's pucker time. Clinch that asshole. We're about to, we're about it, to launch two fucking spaceships at the same time, which is not possible. Yeah, that's right up there with the potato gun quote. <laughs> it's pucker time. They don't know jack about drilling. When he's golfing at the beginning from the oil rig, he's actually uh, driving balls at the fucking Greenpeace boat. <laughs> <laughs> Felt, I was like Michael Bay. It felt like sort of a dry script, and then Michael Bay, like like the script was like a bag of like really crummy trail mix, and Michael Bay just started pouring fucking M and M's in there. Yeah. And then by the f- time you'd eaten all the M and M's out of the bag, all the walnuts were all bitter. Well, hey, how about like the guy who's you know NASA mentions that they don't have the budget to track these things, and so it's like that do-it-yourself dude with the big ass telescope, and he's like, hey, the guy who finds it gets to name it right. He's like, I'd like to name it Dottie. 
after my wife. She's a vicious life sucking bitch from which there is no escape. Oh, but I forgot what <laughs> the whole the whole point of me saying that uh, April O'Neil pops up in the thing is at the end of the movie when they come back because they make it back to Earth. His fucking fair weather wife, who's just there all of a sudden. She's, oh, he did something that he said he would do. You know what? Now he's a good father. So after what that kid's like four or five. So after withholding this kid from him for yeah, she's been several lying years about it. He was like the mailman or something like he's that. He's just a salesman. Oh yeah, he's just a salesman <laughs> yeah, because they still have door to door salesmen in fucking nineteen ninety eight. They fucking still have them now, man. They can't fucking read no soliciting signs. No, those are just guys who want to sell you new windows. Yeah. Also, uh, Steve Buscemi wanted to die on that asteroid. He and did. They could have just let him do it. That because yeah. he was acting crazy. But he the space dementia. <laughs> space dementia yeah that's i don't i don't recall that's the equivalent of that yeah there's a lot there's so many other things that we could jam into this conversation but that's what this movie is it's just a bunch of fucking tropes jammed down the throat of a weak sci-fi script did you happen to do any research on deep impact versus armageddon no i like deep impact because everyone fucking dies they accomplished the mission to a degree. So not everybody dies. Yeah, it had a little more prestige. You had Morgan Freeman as the president. But I I just wish today was not such a fucking crazy day so I could have done more research on this. But what happened with Deep Impact and Armageddon coming out at almost the exact same time with such a similar storyline? Deep Impact flopped pretty hard at the box office from what I remember. But I feel like these had to be in production at the same time. Oh, yeah. Th- maybe that could explain a lot of things that they were trying to shove this movie out before Deep Impact could get out. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things like a uh, fucking observing reports script leaked, and then they shoved that Kevin James movie out. Paul Blart, but then you know you trying to get me to watch Becky. <laughs> I did some more research on Kevin on Kevin James. The more I read about Becky and people suggest it, what they write about it, I'm gonna watch it, man. Gonna, <laughs> That's like, what I'm saying. You, I'll, I'll watch. I'll if scout I can this please say one out. thing, you fucking run with that. I can't. I can't. I hate him. I was always concerned about the observing report versus uh, Paul Blart. Yeah. There's more drama. If you look into it, there was a script for a mall cop movie that was Paul Blart that was like, it disappeared, but then Kevin James has Paul Blart mall cop. Seth Rogen's talked about that, uh, about how their screenplay leaked in the Sony leak. Mm-hmm. And then this fucking Paul Blart movie got like squeezed out before Dude, I read their some movie other guy's out. name. Some other guy's name was out there. Like he wrote this fucking script that had nothing to do with Observe and Report. But then Kevin James still did this other one that was very similar to this guy's script. You could, you could go around and around with that. That's the whole. Uh, you remember that lady sued the Wachowskis for stealing the Matrix, and then every, the myth was that the Wachowskis had to rewrite. That's why it took so long to put out two more Matrix. Oh, that lady had sued fuck tons of people already for like stealing her ideas and stuff like that they didn't steal the fucking matrix well one of the most interesting things i ever saw did you ever watch the documentary on the Nicolas cage superman movie that never happened yeah so do you remember the part about wild wild west uh i don't remember it from that i remember kevin smith talking about it they just had to use the the goddamn spider and yeah that guy was obsessed with making that then wild wild west comes along yeah i'm not willing to watch that one no you know that movie sucks man i've watched parts of it it's just like what the fuck and it's not even like if it was is it tim burton it's not tim burton oh fuck no if it, it yeah it's not but it like let's say tim burton had gotten that and maybe been able to put his little touch on it maybe yeah that might have been cool 
But everything about that movie is weird. Oh, it Kevin was just weird. Klein Kevin Klein and Will Smith, and then yeah, just the other fucking random people that are in it, and just the the whole thing. It's like Civil War soldiers and just weird shit. It was based on some existing property. Songs sold movies back then in a big way, and getting that stupid fucking Aerosmith song stuck in your head was how this movie got sold. People went to see it, and I don't know how you buy that relationship between Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck, but. Yeah, no. I mean, it fucking wasn't Rex and Manning. I've talked Day. a lot of shit about Ben Affleck during this episode, but I want to watch that movie with uh, Anna D. Armas. It's an erotic thriller. You know how I feel about erotic thrillers. Oh, it's uh, it's on Hulu or something. Yeah, right I've seen it. I've seen it. I've did, thought did about you it. Watch it. I haven't watched it yet. No. I know what you're talking. I've seen it. I'm it's gonna popped watch up. it. That, that's right up my fucking alley. No, that's I mean, up, I'm that's fi- up my history of violence alley. I'm gonna finish up these new Star Treks. The the well the newer Star Treks I, that's I, what I, that's my project. I'm right kind of excited to talk to you about those just as a Star Trek nerd because I liked uh, Beyond a lot more than other people did. Did you watch Star? Have you seen Star Trek Beyond before? Yes, the, I've se- yeah. I've seen all three of Simon them. It's Pegg just, wrote that one. I just haven't seen them since they were like out. You I, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and that one felt like a Star Trek episode to me, and I really I really dug it. A, a friend of mine who was a video store clerk with me, he had he just saw it for the first time. He's older than I am. Uh, he's in a band. He was like on tour in Europe or something like that. And on a plane, he watched Star Trek Beyond for the first time. And he made a <laughs> lot of jokes that like, I was like, God, you have to be me and you like nerdy to fucking get those Star Trek deep cuts that he was making jokes about. And, uh, damn. Yeah. I, I thought it was a really good Star Trek movie as far as Star Trek movies go. You know? Well, what was, I tried to start next generation again a while back. Kind of hard it in the is. beginning. Olympia stuck with it for a while. Man, if you she can, kept going. If you can kind of figure out how, like, comic books do uh, event series. So, yeah. like, comic books will start to cross over and stuff like that, like Batman No Man's Land. And mm-hmm. so they'll bring all the Catwoman series into it, and there'll be offshoots or, like... Uh, Hope, the Hope saga in X-Men where, where like all the mutants start to die and there's only a few left and Cable finds like the last mutant born and like all of the X-Men comic book series, the X-Force and all that stuff, they all converge on something. If you do that with Star Trek and you you figure out the story arcs, even though I really like the really shitty in between episodes, like the ones where they like go into the holodeck and play Robin Hood and shit like that. Like I really love those. <laughs> That's Star what Trek I call episodes. the filler, like a filler episode. I, I like those. It's the same as like X Files. I I really watching it now. I really don't like the episodes that are storyline. With you the don't black like the core story that goes in. No, I want the monster of the week stuff. Yeah, I get what you. When I was when I was young, I lived for the core story. Well, you were waiting for it back then because yeah, it was happening. It was happening. But now, yeah, dude, that freak show episode. Yeah, and like the Millennium crossovers and stuff like that. But Cerulean Blue. Those things don't hold up. Cerulean Blue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or like the I haven't gotten to it yet, but the episode I I always bring it up because it scared the shit out of me when I was almost a little too old to be so freaked out by it. But they go to West Virginia and the guys at the Fountain of Youth with the red eyes and then the disappear tree, yeah. in the woods. No, scary. that one is creepy as fuck. Yeah, and those Monster of the Week episodes are really where X-Files excelled. Yeah, some of those were, they were creepy. Yeah, even with the new X-Files episodes that they made, the Monster of the Week ones were the good ones. The, oh, the one with Reese Darby and Kumail Nanjahani is just mm, one of my favorite <laughs> episodes of the X-Files ever made and it was one of the new ones. New ones. I see and I'm not as familiar with those so they're not they don't they're not as, you know, I like that too cuz at that point David Duchovny and Julian Anderson are both so comfortable being those people that like I really felt good. But 
even then the ongoing story stuff with the the their alien baby and all that shit yeah i don't care i yeah. i just wanted more episode of the week stuff i liked when they brought the other two agents in lauren ambrose and uh Guy from Upload. Yeah. They were fucking great. Yeah. And David Duchovny does mushrooms in the hospital. Oh, fuck. I don't remember that. Uh, you should watch the new ones again. I need to rewatch. Are, are those still on Hulu? I think they just put them in with the in with the In with the... Yeah, okay, that would make sense. It as a season. Well, one of the things I always do, I always try and time it when the 98 movie or whenever it was out. I, whenever that's out on a streaming platform, that's when I try and rewatch the show. So in between those seasons, I can watch the one of two movies that actually made sense in the series. By the way, we don't have a movie for next week. Oh, do you have this again? Uh, okay. Frank is holding out both hands for me. He has them crumpled up, so I guess this is how we're doing it now. Uh, give me this one. Oh. Maybe I'll think of a different way to do it every week. You don't know. Last week was several in a hat. Well, if you put it in your butt, I'm not taking my watch off. I'm going to be like, you want <laughs> you want a gummy bear? Apartment 143. Yes. So I don't know anything about this movie. What's What's this movie? It's a horror. It's a horror movie. I think it's a found footage or handheld. Okay. You love the found footage movie? I've found one that I haven't seen, and I believe that this one is like a 5.0 on IMDb. I feel like it's an in the middle. It's in the middle? Okay. Yeah, because I, you know, we want to go for that in the middle. Yeah, I like that. I feel I like, like that. it's an in the middle on IMDb. I feel like we've gotten into a rhythm, too, where it's like overblown Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah, I feel to, like Armageddon uh, was like, you know, we... I don't know if we'll always cover those. I don't know. It's just that you hadn't seen we it. We may never go that high again. Uh, yeah, that's just a weird anomaly that I never watched. Yeah, and that I think movie. it's so interesting that you've never seen that movie. Who, who hasn't fucking seen Armageddon? Me. Especially when you're like our age. Yeah. We were I, that age. Now I have, we were Armageddon. Me and my wife have never seen Titanic, either of us. And I'll never fucking watch it. Oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to make you watch it. No, Titanic. I'm not watching fucking Titanic. It's okay. Off the, it's off the fucking table. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.